Welcome back to our study of Proverbs, and today we are in chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 20 through 23. So open up your Bibles to Proverbs 6, and we will begin in verse 20. My son, observe the commandment of your father, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you wake, they will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. Now let's read verse 23 again. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. Let, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for this great opportunity to teach the book of Proverbs. And I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would work through me and uh, in those who are listening, especially, Lord, the youngsters, that they would grow to be wise and to walk in a manner that is pleasing to you. Oh, dear God, we have nothing but your Son, no hope but him. But having believed in him, we desire to walk in a way that is pleasing to you and demonstrates your wisdom to the world. So please help us now in Jesus name. Amen. Now, just a quick summary of verses 20 through 22 before we get to 23. And so first of all, in verse 20, we have the call to obedience. My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Now, this is assuming, of course, that your father's teaching and your mother's teaching are lined up with Scripture. So in a way, what we can say is that this is talking about Scripture. My son, observe the commandments, observe the teaching that, of course, is found in Scripture. It's a call to obedience. And what you need to understand is that a call to obedience is a call to life. We do not have the wisdom that we need, but in God's commandments, in God's teaching, we can find that wisdom. And then we pray for grace and strength from God, from the Holy Spirit, that we might be able to walk according to what we've learned. So first of all, there's a call to obedience. Then verse 21, bind them continually on your heart, tie them around your neck. Here's the means of obedience. Now. It does very little good to say, you know, follow the commandments of God if you don't know them. And it does help to know them, but it's even a greater help if you not only know them, but you remember them. And this requires diligence. Look at this, bind them continually on your heart, tie them around your neck. Young person, you're being bombarded every day by all kinds of voices that are contrary to the will of God. If you only spend a few moments in the word, honestly, you're not going to be able to walk in the wisdom, even the wisdom that you've learned. You're going to forget it. You're going to misuse it, misapply it. So we must constantly renew our minds in the word of God. So first of all, there's the call to obedience. There's the means to obedience in verse 22. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will talk to you. This is the promise of obedience. This is the promise to everyone who decides, I'm gonna take the word of God seriously. And I want you to know again, 
Around us, it is getting darker and darker. There is more error, more false doctrine, more bad actions, immorality. You need to do what? Constantly renew your mind in the word of God. And in doing that, you have the promise that what? When you walk about, they will guide you. If you'll listen, when you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. So the relationship can be something like this. While you're laying in your bed, waiting to fall asleep, the word of God is speaking to you. And then you fall asleep. And the moment you wake up in the morning, the word of God is there to meet you, speaking to you. Now that's not an exaggeration. That's the way it should be in our lives. So now we've looked at a call to obedience, the means to obedience, the promise of obedience. Now we're gonna look at the rationale for obedience or the reasons why we should obey. And there are two, they're found in verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. So two reasons why we should obey. First of all, the commandments guide us. Yes, even God's commands telling us what to do, they guide us and reproof. The reproofs bring us back to God, bring us back to the righteous way when we have gone astray. So we need God's commands to instruct us, his teaching to instruct us, but we also need reproof. And you need to understand that because no one other than Jesus Christ is going to keep these commandments perfectly. We all seem to have a left foot that leads us astray. And we need reproof, correction. We need to be told that we're wrong even when we don't like it so that then we can listen and we can adjust um, our travels, our journey. So I want, first of all, let's look at the first one. It says, for the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light. Now, I want to go to a passage. I love the book of Job. Um, in that book, um, I think the attributes of God, the power of God is revealed in, in an extraordinary fashion. Now, in Job 29, verses 2 and 3, this is what we read. Job is speaking, O that I were as in the months gone by, as in the days when God watched over me. Now he's talking about, he's in the midst of suffering, okay? And he's talking about the time when, before that suffering, and he, he looked at it as a time when God was intimately involved in his life and intimately watching over him. Now, how did God watch over him? This is what it says, when his lamp shone over my head and by his light, I walked through darkness. So this is a time even before there was the written word. Job was being led by the Spirit of God, being led uh, directly, sometimes subjectively. But, but look at what he's saying. God watches over us by illuminating our path, by showing us the way that we should go. And in what Job says, there are three very important aspects with regard to God's care. First of all, he watches over us. I've been walking with him for 40 years. I can tell you, I can look back and see, there were so many times when I would have been in trouble, but he was watching over me. And that's not unique to me. 
Every believer can say that. So he watches over us. Number two, his lamp shines over our head. Number three, by his light, we walk through darkness. Now, Job is admitting that in this world, there's nothing but darkness. He's also acknowledging that we need God's light. And it is through the light that God gives that he watches over us. Now, I want you again to realize something. Job said this when he lived at a time before the Bible was even written. But you and I, we have the word of God. We have it in our Bibles. And to neglect the word of God is basically to say, I'm not afraid of darkness, or I like darkness, or I think I have enough wisdom to navigate this darkness without God's help. All of that is a demonstration of youthfulness and of foolishness. Um, I am 62 years old. I am more afraid than I have ever been of walking in a way that is contrary to the will of God. And I recognize that now, even more than before, how much I need God's light. Now, where do we practically find that light? Well, we do pray and God can lead us secretly and almost in an invisible way that we don't understand. But primarily, God's light comes to us through our study of the scriptures. Young person, if you could just grab a hold of this, if you could do what most people never do, even most Christians never do, if you could just live a life of feeding upon the word of God. So I want to read a passage from Psalms 119, 104 and 105. From your precepts, the psalmist says, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So from your precepts, I get understanding. First of all, the psalmist recognized that understanding did not reside within him, that he needed to be taught. He was teachable. And he said, from your precepts, I get understanding, not from my own heart, not from my own way of thinking. No, but from God's word, I get understanding. Second of all, this understanding that he received from God's word, what did it teach it? First of all, it, teach, it taught him to hate every false way. You see, there's two things going on. When you study the word of God, you begin to learn to love what God loves, and you begin to hate what God hates. And you begin to incline yourself and walk towards what God loves, and you begin to reject what God hates. He says, therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Okay? Now, everyone is on a path. That's, that's uh, indisputable. Everyone is on a path. But the question is, what is your path? What path are you on? And even if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you say, well, I'm on that path. Well, how do you know you're on that path? Because the only way you can know you're on the right path is by looking at the markers. And those markers are found in the word of God. But even when you're on the path, you need to realize that the world, the devil, other people will lay stumbling blocks 
in front of you on that path and you need to be able to see them. And how can you see them? Only through the light of God's word. Now, so, why do we obey the commands? Because they guide us. Now, what's the second reason why we obey the commands? And this one is gonna seem kind of strange because they rebuke us. They tell us when we're wrong. Now, we live in a society today that never wants to be told that it's wrong. And that demonstrates just how foolish our society is. As a matter of fact, in some cases, they say there is no wrong. You and I need to realize that the only way that we can combat that is through studying the Word of God. And the Word of God will teach us, but the Word of God will also rebuke us. And this is one of the main purposes of the Word of God. Now, I want you to go for just a moment to first, uh, to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Just turn there really quick. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable. It's useful. It's the most useful thing. For what? For teaching. You say, well, I love to be taught. I love to grow in knowledge. Good. But do you love the rest of it? For teaching, for reproof, to tell you you're wrong and to present evidence after evidence so that you realize and finally confess that you're wrong. And not just for reproof, but for correction. The Word of God not only tells us, you just did that in a wrong way, but it also tells us, now here's the way you should have done it. It corrects us, but then it also trains us in the right way, okay? So that's one of the primary purposes of the Word of God. It's not just to teach, but to tell you you're wrong and then correct you. And this is going to determine whether or not uh, you're mature. Do you accept correction? Now, I just want to read some texts um, before we close this, this portion of our study. I just want to read some texts that I think will be really helpful for you to understand that when someone tells you you're wrong, especially when you read it in the Word of God, it's, a, it's very important that you listen. Proverbs 10, 17. He is on the path of life who heeds instruction, who is teachable. But he who ignores reproof, being told that he's wrong, will always go astray, will go astray. Do you see that? You need teaching. You also need to be told when you're not following that teaching that you're wrong and you need to be corrected. Proverbs 12:1. whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Whenever I would read this text when my children were little, they would say, Dad, we're not supposed to say stupid. I said, well, sometimes we can use the word stupid. Now look at this. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Now there's a lot of people that say, oh, I love knowledge. I love to grow in knowledge. But what they need to understand is part of knowledge is reproof and correction. If you just like to talk about knowledge, but you don't want knowledge to guide you, correct you, tell you you're wrong, show you another way, then you really don't love knowledge. Then Proverbs 13, 18. Prover poverty and shame will come to him who neglects discipline, 
but he who regards reproof will be honored. Now, a lot of times people think, if I admit that I'm wrong, that's a shameful thing. People, it's embarrassing. People won't respect me if I admit that I'm wrong. It's just the opposite. Look, any person who knows scripture knows that all of us are wrong. And more frequently than we would like to admit, all of us are wrong. So if you meet a person who never says, I, I am wrong, I have sinned, I have done something against Scripture. If you meet a person who never says things like that, you've met a fool and a very dangerous one at that. It's an honorable thing to say, you know what? I sinned. Either I, I acted in ignorance or I acted in direct rebellion against what I know. Uh, Proverbs 15:5. A fool rejects his father's discipline, but he who regards reproof is sensible. A wise, sensible, discerning person will listen when they're told they're wrong. Proverbs 15:10. Grievous punishment is for him who forsakes the way. He who hates reproof will die. Now look, he's forsaken the way, and, and that's not necessarily a problem at this moment. The problem is when he has forsaken the way, when he's taken a wrong turn, and he's rebuked, he's reproved, either by his mother, his father, the pastor, a friend, he doesn't listen, and he keeps going down that way. He will die. Proverbs 15:31 He whose ear listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Look at that life-giving reproof. Because if you don't listen to rebuke, if no one ever rebukes you or tells you you're wrong, you are going to stray onto the path of death. Let's go on. Proverbs 15:32 He who neglects discipline despises himself but he who listens to reproof acquires understanding. When someone corrects you, you just and you don't listen and they're right and you're not listening, you're just doing damage to yourself. But listen to what it says. He who listens to reproof acquires understanding. If I'm teaching you how to shoot a, a longbow, and you're making all kinds of mistakes, and I'm telling you, change the way your feet are, change the way your hands are on the bow, change the location that you pull the string to on your face, and you don't listen, you don't listen, then you're never gonna grow in your ability to shoot that bow. It's the same way with life. Then Proverbs 27, five, better is open rebuke than love that is concealed. When someone rebukes you, you may say, man, I'm mad at that person. They don't like me. No, maybe they love you more than everyone else who flatters you. Proverbs 29.1, a man who hardens his neck after much reproof will suddenly be broken beyond remedy. This is a serious thing, a very serious thing. And finally, Proverbs 29.15, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother and his father and everyone else. Listen to God's word. And when you find yourself in a place of disobedience, listen to the rebuke of God's word and make the necessary corrections. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Please use it in the life of those who listen. 
Oh, dear God, bless the children. Bless them, Lord. Cause them to know your son and to walk in his commands. Let this next generation far surpass my own. In Jesus' name, amen.